Oh, John, this is the obvious brothers. We're on anchor.fm. I'm obvious Steve, and this is obvious John. How you doing, John? I'm good, Steve, and yourself? Uh, I'm good. Uh, we're not going to talk about the weather this week, John. It's uh, there's just nothing to say that is very good about the uh, uh, polar vortex. There's nothing positive. No, no, no. There are no. Well, I'm alive, so you know I see eight people have died in the Midwest from polar vortexing too much. So. There you go. Well, John, let's start with uh, our sponsor of the week is the San Diego Tourist Bureau, since I'm going to be there next week. Uh, Correct. Yeah. Uh, you got a big big trip to the uh, West Coast next week with yeah. the Sun, with KG. K- KG's never been to the West Coast, so uh, we're going to go see what he thinks of it. We're going to play uh, the two courses at Torrey Pines. Uh, the one is famous for hosting U.S. Opens. Or maybe it's, well, yeah, there's only been one there, I think, but they're playing there again in, I think, 2021. So, John, I, I've been looking for uh, on Google for uh, how to handle uh, uh, starters on golf courses. Uh, and I, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't found anything. So, you haven't got any good advice yet? No, no, no good advice. You want to help me out any? I think the first tip for you would be uh, to make sure you don't tip the starter with the ball marker so you don't you don't think ball markers really yeah that's that seems like a pretty good tip john uh of course in fairness fairness john i i always have to say this about uh about about this that we we were we were in the uk and pound coins and two pound coins feel a lot like a lot of ball markers so that that is my that's my excuse and you understand that but it didn't make it any less funny right john Funny. And last October, the guy there in uh, in Fort Worth or wherever the hell we were, uh, what did he say to me, John? I think he told you uh, that you needed it more than him, and you're going to need to buy a beer later. Yeah, yeah, I needed it more than him uh, to buy me some beer later. So I do not know what that means when the starter on the golf course thinks you need money more than he does or she does. You've gone wrong somehow, right, John? That's correct. Yeah, life has gone, gone seriously sideways. Well, John, that's uh, that's to start off with some uh, some comedy uh, at my expense. There, uh, let's go on to more comedy. We set up a fantasy Super Bowl or playoff NFL playoff league. Uh, is either one of us going to win, John? Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. Okay. So, uh, John, where, where did we go wrong? Uh, you know, our, our standard tips didn't really pan for pan out for us this year. Uh, QBs haven't really scored a lot of points, um, especially the ones that are that made it into the uh, into the finals here. So even if you had Brady and and, uh, and Golf going into this final game, you you uh, you aren't sitting very high in the standings currently. No, no. Well, you have Golf and. How are you doing? I'm in 19th out of 23. Yeah, well, smoking. So, so, but, but you have golf. He could, he could pull a Brady from last year. What Brady threw, throw for 500 yards and two touchdowns, three touchdowns. That'd be, that'd be a bunch of points, John. Yeah, that would probably get me up to maybe 10th place. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, <coughs> part of the problem is he, he can't throw to certain people and throw in for his 500 yards if he's going to help you, right? Yeah, he can't throw to uh, Robert Woods and or uh, Todd Gurley. Oh, definitely can't be throwing to Gurley. Yeah, but then based on what I saw from Gurley in the in the Saints game, uh, Gurley uh, couldn't catch a football uh, if you gave him a bushel basket. So, um, no, he got he got kind of shut out. Of course, he ended up scoring a touchdown, which is you know that's big. Yeah, the, there's there are points and points in that. Yeah. Yep. So so there you go. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, we did not do well. I, I'm tied for, if you care, I'm tied for six, but I have three people ahead of me who have the same thing I have. So uh, I cannot even get in the money, uh, despite what looks like good positioning, uh, or at least potential. Uh, I do not, I'm not the only one with Jared Goff, at quarterback, who can, so I can make up ground on everybody. So good news and bad news, right, John? I guess so, yeah. Right. Well, that takes us to the game, John, sort of. Uh, that's that's our professional segue, right? Uh, uh, I, I don't know where to start. Uh, who are you rooting for? I'm rooting for the Rams. Uh, I'd like to see a young team. You know, the changing of the guard, is, as many are, are saying. Uh, you know, TB12 has said that he's pretty much guaranteed that this will not be his last game. Yeah. He's la- I, I saw an interview. He laughed at him when they asked. He said, "No, there's no way it's my last game." So I think, uh, but it all depends on you know the wizard Belichick. You know he's had two weeks to plan this game and scheme it out. If they can keep Donald off of Brady, and, and if he gets that clean pocket like he seems to get a lot of. Um, that he could really shred a defense. I know the the defensive backs for the Rams seem to be pretty confident that they can cover those wide receivers. And, and yeah, the slot the, uh, the slot corner seems real. Uh, seems to really be yeah. Yeah, he's pretty confident. But uh, well, he knows he, kn- he knows how to throw a pi in there when he needs it. So he's got he's got a skill set. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, probably the interesting thing. Well, you know, it's always interesting about the game, but the line was amazing. We talked about this last Friday some, and the line started with the Rams as favorites by a point and a half, I think, was the first line I saw right after the two games were completed to set this up. And almost immediately, a lot of money came in, and the Patriots, it got to the Patriots uh, giving three, so that's a a four-and-a-half-point swing. And I, I saw a tweet or something that said a bunch of money came in. Obviously, there were some sharps who wanted the the Patriots giving three, and then they, they bought it down. So I don't know where it is right now, John, but uh, there's, it's an interesting swing on the on the betting so far. Yeah, it's moved a lot in the last two weeks, or not really two weeks, less, you know, whatever we're at here, about 10 days. Um, it is at the Patriots at minus two and a half right now. Um, they did move that line from Rams minus one and a half to Patriots minus three in like an hour. So that was some huge money came in very quickly on that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if that's smart money or that's Patriots fans and people who all have seen Belichick, as you call him, the wizard, uh, do his magic and figure... It was dumb to, for the Rams to be favored, even though I think they're the better team, and I think you think they're the better team. 
I do. I think, you know, and we've thought this before with other Patriots teams, they, they never really seem to have a roster that stands out and, and dominates. But, you know, they've got number 12 and they've got a couple wide receivers that seem to find a way to get open. And uh, Gronk had a good game in the conference championship, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him show up again. Uh, yeah. So when you, when you get that big body going across the middle or up the sidelines, even if he's not going to outrun anybody, he still has pretty good hands and, and can truck a couple people if necessary. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I don't think he looks like the Gronk of old uh, yet, but uh, on the other hand, it depends on who you got covering him going down the field, right? Uh, he moves pretty good if it's a linebacker trying to keep up with him going 40 yards down the field. So, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm thinking that uh, the best bet of all this because the over and under is fairly high, isn't it? Yeah, 56 and a half. Yeah. I think the best bet, I, I, I really like taking the Rams and the points. Uh, yeah, I think I think the Rams and the points is a good bet right now. It's probably where I would put my money. Uh, I feel like the under is a good bet and the over-under, but... Yeah, but they scored 31 points or something like that in the, in the Pats-KC game in the fourth quarter, right? Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of points scored in that fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, yeah, so you don't know that there won't be a flurry at the end that burned the whole over-under thing. Yeah, because the under was looking pretty good going into the fourth quarter. It was quarter, looking and really, really good. It was looking really good in the in the Kansas City game, and, uh, and, and it disappeared just like that. And the floodgates opened. yeah. So uh, that can happen in playoff games. So there we go. We we both agree that Rams and the points is the the thing to do. Uh, I think I'd like to see Brady win another one just because it just seems so amazing uh, to do so. But uh, I, I I don't think I'll be rooting very hard either way. So uh, yeah. On the other the, the flip side, I, I don't I don't like him. I mean he he's great. You know he's the greatest of all time. On the other hand, Sue on the other side is a, a complete asshole. So you know, it could be that you can't get miffed at him. Uh, I don't. I don't think anybody's ever claimed that he has a a personality you root for. Uh, no, no, he's not. He's <laughs> he might not really stomp. He might stomp on somebody on the ground at any given yeah. moment. Yeah, you give an opportunity, Brady Bear, keep his fingers. Yeah, fingers in. Yeah, he might lose. A, might lose a hand. Yeah, so. All right, John. Uh, I don't know how to do any kind of segue, but let's uh, switch over to college basketball. Um, I, I said that we were going to talk about the Big East this week, and in telling you what to do because you know we spend a lot of time talking Big Twelve and Big Ten basketball. So, uh, Big East is a big uh, basketball conference, and uh, a lot of talk about how they're having a down year this year, John. So, a little little nutshell: uh, Colonels on the Big East. Yeah, I mean they've been, they have. I think they've had you know what six teams in the last few years. They get a lot in, and they're looking like they may be. They'll probably definitely get three in. Uh, four would might be a stretch. Yeah, well. But uh, your top guys, you know your Butlers, that have always been kind of a perennial team. They're not doing real well. No. Uh, you know, there's a there's a few others in the long. Yeah, but Butler's sitting at 12 and 10, which does not look like a great uh, record. Although there are 52 in Kim Palm, which which means that their record is a little bit deceiving, and they have some potential there. Uh, but yeah, uh, Villanova and Marquette look really solid. Uh, 
undefeated and one loss in the league at this point. But after that, there's a big fall off down to four and four in the league and four and fives and four and sixes. And like St. John's might be the number three team in the league based on, you know, the tournament. They're 16 and five, but they were 12 and 0 going into conference play. So, whoops. Uh, yeah. It's yeah, not, not heading in the right direction. Yeah. Yep, they backpedaled in the conference play. Uh, Seton Hall has been kind of, you know, I think they were one of the teams that they were considering getting in. Maybe yeah. they will still. They're yeah. getting eight, four, and five in the conference. I think um, I think they're this morning. They're the last four in 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 Lenardi. So yeah, they're 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 very bubblish. So yeah. does not look like like the same Big East as uh, as we've seen in the last few years, and it's kind of surprised Villanova is. Is, is is undefeated in the league with the team they brought back. So, and they haven't played Marquette yet. They got two games against them coming up, one in uh, a week yeah. from tomorrow. So uh, that'll be a, a good game. And they play St. John's this week. Both of them at home. Yeah. Or Marquette is at home both games. So yeah, could be an opportunity for Marquette to uh, to move up to the top of the of the rankings. Here. Yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if they ended up winning the league. So, uh, not not to not to beat up on your your Hoosiers, John, but uh, we're talking about these Big East teams uh, getting in uh, bubbly Big East teams like St. John's. Uh, their Kim Palm numbers forty nine, Butler's is fifty two, Seton Hall is sixty seven. You know what I use Kim Palm number is? I think you have at what forty eight. Yeah, forty eight, John. So, as you lament, I you. Uh, and where they stand. Uh, when you start comparing teams on the bubble, if you're using that Kim Palm number uh, for uh, you know offensive versus defensive efficiency, uh, they're they're right there. They won't make the tournament. They won't make the tournament. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll mark it down uh, right now. They've lost six in a row, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, not 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 heading in the right direction. Actually, seven. They've lost seven. Seven in a row. They were twelve and two. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just. Uh, I get to repeat my obvious statement, John, because you're saying they won't get in. You know they have to put sixty-eight teams in. They do. That yeah. is correct. Yeah. Uh, the Hoosiers will not be one of them. Well, I'm. Ju- I'm just saying the comparables to the teams from the Big East we're talking about. They're. You know they they look comparable. So. At this point, okay. Okay, comparing uh, another comparison. Uh, I looked at Jerry Palm this morning in his bracket that came out. The, 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 these guys seem to be doing Friday morning brackets, right? Because they have nothing better to do. Right. Uh, he has in, the, in his first four out. He has IU in his first four out. Uh, along with IU, he has a team I think you're pretty familiar with in his first four out. Texas, the big uh, yeah. burnt burnt orange. So. Compare IU with Texas. Texas better better looking as a as a bubble team right now. Most definitely better looking than as as the Hoosiers. Uh, they've got better quality wins, and uh, they have a better record overall. Uh, yes, I, I like Texas getting in over the Hoosiers for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I think the only game I've seen Texas play was against Purdue. And that was about as good a shooting day as they, they'd had all year. Um, 
he looked like he was Shaka looked like he was struggling to find uh, the right mix to put on the court in terms of which big men plus which shooters and who could shoot uh, at any given time so I, I don't know if he's finally got that figured out or somebody's stepped in consistently but the you know that's that's the way bubble teams are, right? You know, on on one night and then off the off the next. So, and I think uh, you know, Texas, you know, plus Texas did just beat Kansas this week. So yeah, that's a huge win. Yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good quad one win. Yeah, so and they got a big game tomorrow with uh, Iowa State at Iowa State. So if they can pull that one out, that would be that would be huge. And then they got another game uh, on the twelfth with Kansas State. That would be a, it's a well, home game against Kansas State, who's leading the conference right now. Well, almost every game in the Big 12 is a. I mean, uh, this morning, uh, I think at Lenardi, uh, because it's easier to figure out how many Lenardi has, he had eight Big 12 teams in the league, in the, in the big dance, which in a 10 team league means almost every game you play is against somebody. Yeah. Uh, who's, uh, so, lots of opportunities to. Uh, pick up quality wins and lots of opportunities to go on a seven game losing streak right John yeah yeah, yeah. so because kind of OU's been kind of headed in that direction right correct yeah, yeah uh, well and, 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 and Kansas hasn't exactly been burning hot either no they're, they're struggling since the injury to their big man they're one in four in those last five games um, so yeah. this could be a big factor for, for them as, as they they keep going here. Yeah, and and they've got Texas Tech tomorrow at home. That's four o'clock on CBS. And uh, mm-hmm. began when the season started, you would have thought that would be the game for the top of the of the Big Twelve, or, or you know one of the battles between the two that you thought were preseason, you know favorites. And uh, the loser of that game is going to be two games out of first place. Yep. So With Kansas State. So it looks like this may be the first time in. It's a little bit of an exaggeration, but not much. I mean, a lot of people can't remember the last time Kansas didn't win the regular season Big 12. So, uh, so that's uh, there's our Big 12 breakdown, John. Uh, quickly here, or maybe not so quickly, um, games for the week. Uh, what do you see worth watching? Uh, obviously, well, the Big 12's got some quality matchups. Yeah, we talked about those games, uh, a couple games already with those. Um, what are you What are you looking for? Do you got any games uh, going tonight? Well, yeah, the FS1 doubleheader tonight's a, a good one. Start. I think I've got the games in the right order. Michigan at Iowa. Uh, Correct. Iowa has been ranked several times during the season. Michigan's not exactly playing great uh, with some slender wins and uh, the loss up at Wisconsin, which is their only loss of the year. Uh, so. Uh, that one should be interesting. And then uh, Maryland's at Wisconsin tonight. Uh, they're both ranked right now, so that's uh, that's a quality game. Uh, yeah, Wisconsin's uh, a pretty heavy favorite in that game. There's, you know, they four, four, says four and a half, right? Yep, and they're also like an eighty percent chance, seventy nine point one percent chance. Really? One in the game. Okay. That's your predictor. So, so yeah, John, you you hadn't mentioned that before, but. Uh, have you watched these two teams play, John? Uh, not a lot, no. But, but have you actually watched the two teams play? 
So, do you think Wisconsin's any good? Uh, no, I don't. I, right. Honestly, I mean, I, I mean, Hap, Hap is a pretty good player, and he's a tough matchup for people. Mm-hmm. But do they have anybody on the outside that? Yeah, they don't have a Carson Edwards. Or even the kid, the kid from Maryland, what's his name, Cowan. They don't have a guy who yeah. matches up with him, right? Correct. So, uh, yeah. so why? Well, you know, they're ranked, so they're doing something right. But four and a half point favorites, and I would think that uh, the the Maryland center, whose name I want to call him Bruno, is that his name? Fernando. Fernando. Okay. Yeah. The big freshman. Can't he match up one on one with Hap? They won't even have to double team. Yeah, so I don't get the four and a half, but I guess maybe uh, Terrapins aren't aren't ready for the frigid bowler vortex of uh, Madison. Where I actually I actually saw somebody uh, uh, on Twitter did their phone thing. They were in Madison. It was minus twenty five. I think that was either Wednesday or Thursday. So uh, I, I don't I don't imagine if you're in uh, College Park, Maryland, you're minus twenty five would kind of freeze your shell, wouldn't it? It would be a little chilly, a little, little shrinkage. A little shrinkage. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there you go. Those are a couple matchups. You mentioned KU and K-State on Tuesday night, which uh, big game at uh, Manhattan. That's on ESPN at 9. So uh, gives us a bunch of games to look at, especially in the Big 12. Uh, I did look at the Big East schedule, but as you mentioned, uh, Villanova and Marquette have games against these bubble teams at home, so uh, it would be a big win, but uh, I think it's a big ask. And I know I, I paid a little bit of attention to Marquette played at Butler on Wednesday night. Yeah, it was Wednesday night and absolutely pounded them. I think it would be them by 20. So even at home, the bubble team wasn't able to hold up. So I don't have a lot of hope of them going on the road and beating either one of those teams. I agree. Yeah. All right, John, before we leave, let's talk a little NBA. Yesterday morning I was watching the shows and they were saying that Porzingis of the Knicks was asking, his agent was asking to be traded. By the time I sat down to dinner, there was a, I don't know, seven-person seven trade plus draft picks. Uh, how the heck does that happen in the morning? You ask to be traded and you're gone by the evening, John. I think uh, there's some already some talk going on between teams beforehand. Uh, the Mavericks have been trying to deal uh, Dennis Smith Jr. for quite a while here, so I know they've been probably holding uh, conversations with a lot of teams over that period, so maybe it was just the, the right fit, uh, the right movement of players. Um, you know, the NBA trades are kind of really confusing to me. It's not no. always necessarily about name for name. or Yeah, it's about the money. Well, uh, the thing about the Persingas trade, and this goes back to the NFL, and it's not really, you know, apples for apples because the two leagues are so different. But Persingas is like a uh, top 20 talent in the NBA. He's an established talent. Do you give up on a guy like that to make a trade? Trade, trade a guy like that because I think the star from the Mavericks side is Smith, right, is the best player. Although you get two number ones, but uh, 
number ones don't always pan out, and especially if the Mavs do well, you're picking twentieth or something. You know, uh, I, I just I don't understand how you can trade quality established star like that and think you're doing something positive. You know, the NBA is, is very different than the, the NFL. You, big names get moved and traded all the time. Um, I, I, I agree. I think Porzingis is definitely probably one of the top 10 players in the league. Definitely top, easily top 15. Dennis uh, Smith Jr. kind of had a projection of when he came out. He had a really good rookie year. Yeah. Um, he's, had, he's had a little bit of injury issues. He's got high potential. I think he can definitely be a top 20 player in the NBA, but that's potential. Whereas you got a guy right. that is deaf, you know, already established as as a as a stud in Porzingis. So yeah, and he's only um, he's in his early 20s. Yeah, he's just a kid. Yeah, you, know, you got Luka Luka Doncic, who's 19 years old, turns 20 this month, and Porzingis, who's what 22 or three or whatever he is. Um, the Mavs could have something going here that could they could build on, and I hope that personally, as a as kind of a local fan, I hope they do. And especially with the you know the big guy going out with the Nowitzki being at the end of his career. Yeah. Well, it, it's a, it was an interesting both the timing of it and the the quality. I will. Yeah, my, my initial reaction was kind of like Anthony Davis supposedly wants to be traded, right? It's like. Why would the team give them up unless you got you got to give get quality for quality? I would think, but that's uh, like you say, contracts come into it and a whole series of other things that uh, make NBA trades a little hard to contemplate and understand. Well, John, we've killed another however long and uh, almost had fun doing it. I uh, hope you have a good week. Me too. Have a good weekend. And- San Diego next yeah, week. next next week we'll be taping from San Diego at some time or place. So, all right, awesome. yeah, have a good one, John. Enjoy the Super Bowl. You too. All right, bye. Bye.